Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation for underrepresented youth so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Barbara Marcus joins us on today's show. She's president and publisher of Random House Children's Books and the woman we can thank for bringing Harry Potter to the States. We're glad she could join us. Hello and welcome. I'm Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge. And my co-host today is Cece from 225X. Hey, Cece, it's so great to have you here with us today. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Mostly people call me Cece for short. And my favorite color is pink. And yeah, I mostly like plants, dancing, and sometimes writing. Okay. Oh, wow. So you, got, you have a lot of interest. So, Cece, who are you going to be interviewing today, and are you excited about today's guest? I'm going to be interviewing Barbara Marcus, and I'm very excited to, like, ask her questions because I've been researching about her. You've done your homework is what you're telling me. Yep. So we don't want to wait any longer. Let's bring in Barbara Marcus. Barbara, thank you so much for being here on today's show. I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm excited to have Cece ask me some, I hope not too tough questions, Cece. Be easy on me. All right, Cece, why don't you take it away? All right. So my first question is, what does a book publisher do? So what I do at Random House Children's Books is we go find authors and artists come to us and we make an arrangement to publish their books. And then somebody, we call it, sort of reads it and helps them to make the best book ever. And then we create a cover. We send it to a printer who prints the books. We have salespeople who sell to bookstores and to other retailers like Target and Walmart. And then we have the author promote their book in schools and we make ads and various social media so people know that the book is in the stores. And those are all the things we do. It's a lot. How did you become involved with publishing? Well, how old are you, Cece? Eleven. Okay, so definitely when I was 11, I did other things, but I really loved to read. And so when I finished my education, I wasn't sure I knew what I wanted to do. So I talked to people and I got an offer to start working at a book publisher. And I never looked back because I really wanted to work with authors and kids and teachers and stores. And so I've always really liked my job and have stayed with it all these years. What makes like a great children's book? Like what could be like a nice topic for like a children's book? What do you like to read? You answer the question first. <laughs> I like to read like crime books. What? Like, tell me very interesting ones. I just really like crime books because, like, it like 
it's a lot of like experience and it interests me a lot. Well, that's what makes a great children's book. You actually answered the question. What makes a great children's book? It's what makes a great book. It's a book that somebody, you know, looks at the cover, understands what it's about, picks it up, and it really delivers. It delivers on what they said they were going to tell you, that it keeps you going if it's a thriller or a mystery that you start and it takes you on a journey. A great children's book, even if it's a picture book, even if it's a, you know, really young book, takes you on a journey. And when you finish, you are satisfied with the experience you had. So that to me is what a great children's book is. Do you agree with me? Of course. Good. Good. Because a lot of kids, like, they have, like, different type of genres that they like. So, like, other people have other opinions. Right. Right. And not every book is is great for every reader. I believe that everybody starts in the place where they're comfortable. They pick up a book. They figure it out. If you don't like a book, what do you do? You have to, like, at least, like, go through it. At least, like, read the first introduction. Or, like, look in the back and they tell you, like, the author and, like, what happens in the story. And if you got interested in that, then you could read it. Right. Exactly. You definitely understand what makes a good book. What are some books you helped publish? Well, I think you know about Harry Potter is one of the books I helped get published in the United States. The Babysitter's Club. I don't know if you know that also helped get published here right now. There are some books that I do think you would like, which is by a woman named Holly Jackson called The Girl's Guide to Murder and some other books that are best-selling scary books called We Were Liars and A Family of Liars. So those are YA books. Harriet the Spy. I could go on and on. I'm very old. So I've published a lot of different books. You don't look old. You look very, like, young. Thank you. Oh, you definitely have made my day. (laughs) What did you like about Harry Potter when you first read it? So I have a story that when... The first Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came into where I was working. I gave it to my daughter, who was actually your age. She was 11. And I said, I'm really busy. I'm really busy. This has come in. Would you read it? Because it had just been published in England. So she read it and she said, Mom, this is better than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I picked it up and I read it and other people read it as well. And I think what was so great about Harry Potter is it was about kids like my daughter and you, regular kids living in an extraordinary world. And so I felt that it was so much fun to read because the kids were really regular But the world was so amazing. So I loved it. Um, 
Did you think it would be like so big? Like, well, actually, we had no idea. That is the magic of publishing. We had no idea that it would be as popular as it is. What we thought is that it would be the kind of book that would last forever. You know, the kind of book that I would read with my daughter and she would read with her child. We thought it was really exciting. We had no idea how popular it was going to be. So we bought it because we loved it um, and thought it was the kind of book you would want to read again and again. So, And that is, Cece, what publishing is. You can't really predict what people are going to want to read. You just have to say, this is a really good story and this is really special. And so I want to publish this book and share it with readers, at least in the United States and maybe around the world. So that's how it was with Harry Potter. And we're not always right. I hate to say it. There are books that we absolutely love that we put beautiful covers on and we put in the market and people don't go and buy them and read them in the libraries and That's what happens. You have to just want it to go back to your other question. Think it's a great story and you do your best. You're right about that. What makes an author great to work with? That's a hard question because some authors are such incredible writers. You know, each word you read is amazing. And some Writers, maybe not each word is amazing, but they tell a great story. Some authors are amazing about going out and talking to kids and adults. And some authors are really uncomfortable and are much more comfortable staying home and just writing. So it really depends What is an author that's great to work with? Someone who wants to work really hard at getting their book into the world. So they want to promote their own book. And they're really great writers. I would like to add on to that, too, because like some authors, like they're just like nice and respectful. You can have a conversation with them. Some just like are really shy and they don't talk a lot. So like, you know, so like. It's like you have to make like an author more comfortable so that they could feel comfortable with you and they could talk to you, conversation with you. That is so smart. Yes, because authors are just people. They're people who have decided that what they want to do is right. But basically, they're just like everyone else in the world, except for they've decided to be writers. So it, it isn't one type of person. And you just expressed that. So thank you. You're welcome. Can you tell me about your favorite book when you were a kid? Well, I must admit, I didn't have a favorite book. But the book that I think of really fondly is a book that actually isn't very popular today. It's called Half Magic. And it's about a group of kids 
who find a coin and they're told it's a magic coin, but they only get half of their wish. So they have a cat and they say, I wish my cat could talk. And what happens is the cat talks, but the cat just talks gibberish. And so when they wish that their mother could come home, she ends up being halfway home and she has to figure out how to get home. So every wish they have is sort of just half of the wish and they have to figure out how to get all the way. So I liked it because it was silly. I liked it because it was inventive and I liked it because it showed that these kids together tried to solve how to make their wish come true. So I thought that was a great book. What does it sound like to you? Does it sound like a book that sounds like fun? Of course. Um, I have a question. Would you prefer like a film, like a movie or a show, or would you prefer a book, like a novel? Well, I'm in book publishing, so I should say book. But I will say that every time there's a movie made of a book, I actually choose whether I like the movie better than the book or the book better than the movie. Most of the time I like the book better because it allows you to imagine what does the character really look like? What does the car, you know, you know, it's a blue car, but does it have a dent somewhere? Does it have, you know, all its lights? So what I like about having it be a book is it allows my imagination to also be part of the experience rather than having it be just visually in front of me on the movie screen. That is true. Yes. And I also understand that I would also go for both because like a book, like you can imagine it and you use your own details to like imagine like what a person looks or how their world looks or how they talk, you know? And like in a film, like you don't imagine, but it's interesting to see how like other people look and to see that like, you know, like, wow, like that's what they really look. Like I thought they looked like a different person. So, like, sometimes, like, film and uh, books, like, for me, are, like, kind of the same. But I think I would read their book first and, like, see their film because I, like, I would want to imagine before, like, I see. I agree with you completely, completely. And that's not just because I'm in books. I like to use my brain and my imagination. It sounds like you do, too. Have you ever written a book? I have not. I'm a decent writer writing like a speech or a report, but I'm not a good enough writer to write a book, I don't think. So no, I have never written a book. Have you? I've tried to. Like when I was like fifth grade, like I would like, like my goal was like really like to write because Like, one of my family members, my aunt, like, she's a writer. She loves to write. She writes stories. So, like, it's, like, she inspired me to, like, work on mine. So, like, I was just, like, trying to make a book about, like, my life, you know? 
And I think that a writer would like fit for you because of your details and because of like how you publish books and how you talk about books. So I think a writer would fit for you good as well, too. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I am totally going to agree with you. If you would have ever wrote a book, like if you did, what would it be like? Like, what would the genre be? Oh, it's very complicated. But I have a story in my head that it is about a girl who's 12 who meets somebody who is injured and really wants to help them have a great life, you know, to really help them enjoy things and takes them places. And that's the book I always think about if I could write that I would write. What about you? If I would have ever wrote a book, I think mine would be like, like how like I live my life, like, you know, and like how like I do things and how I'm focused on like my school. And if I would ever have to write like another book, it would be like a crime book. Yeah. Those you have to plot out. You have to, you know, every detail counts in those books. Oh, yeah. What type of genre do you like? Fantasy. I can say that definitely. I mean, that's why I loved Harry Potter. That's what Half Magic is, the book I told you about when I was a little girl. Definitely fantasy because it takes you into amazing places. So you have true crime. I got fantasy. Um, Like how old like can you be to like publish or make a book? Oh, my heaven. Oh, you're never too old to publish a book. There are great books published by people in their 90s. So anytime you want to write a story, I can't guarantee it'll be published. But anytime you want to write a story, you are not too young nor too old. The youngest person that I know of is probably someone who's in high school. So this young woman won the Scripps Spelling Bee. And she is also in the Guinness Book of World Records for juggling basketballs. And so when she won the spelling bee, we approached her and she has written with help. You know, she has a co-writer, two books. One is what she thinks about how to do things really had us, it's almost had us succeed. And then she wrote an alphabet book, a picture book. So she is now 16. But when we signed up the book, she was 14. Her name is Zaila Avant-Garde. And her book about herself is called It's Not Bragging If It's True. And the other book is from Z to A, an alphabet book. Because as you can see, first name starts with Z and her last name starts with A. So she would be the person who is the youngest person I know. Yeah, like your youngest. As a younger person, how can I help there be more literacy? You know, I feel pretty strongly about that. And I think there's lots you can do. I think you could read to kids who are younger. 
than you are and get them excited about books, especially if you bring in books that you like. So they may not have someone at home who likes to read. And so they may not be getting the experience of somebody who likes books around them. So the idea of reading to younger children lets them know how exciting books can be. The other thing you can do is in your school, if there is a way to do a book drive or connect with a publisher so they bring books into your classroom, that's another way. And then once in your classroom, maybe there's a way to start a book club. So kids really start to read and also to connect with your local library and see how you can have your school and the library connect even more. So those are just some ideas. But I think reading to kids is always a great way to start someone to be excited about reading. Honestly, I think you have like really inspired me of like publishing. And I think like you would be like a very like nice writer and you inspired me like if I would ever like have to be an another goal, I'll honestly pick a publisher. And yeah, thank you for letting me interview you. Well, thank you for interviewing me. If you don't want to be a writer, you're actually a very good interviewer. So you have choice in what you're going to do next. But I encourage you to write and write often. So I hope you do. I hope you do. And I hope to see you again. Thank you. So, Barbara, I have one last closing question for you. And we yes. asked this question of all of our guests. But Barbara, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your 13-year-old self? Ah, I think what I might say to myself is as complicated as it is to be 13, and it is complicated, you should just take a lot of deep breaths expose yourself to as much as makes sense to be exposed to and just not to be so hard on yourself, you know, to just sort of take each day at a time and try and find something positive that happens each day and move forward. Well, Barbara, thank you for today's interview and thank you always for being a champion of our kids at New York Edge. And Cece, thank you. You really did a fantastic job today. And I'm always really touched. Actually, this is twice this week that kids have been exposed saying, oh, now I want to think about a different profession. So Barbara, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And Cece, thank you so much. Of course. I hope you have a nice day. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Cece from 225X in the Bronx. She was assisted by Jasmine. Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. 
Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.